Baines Plus One. This is Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where I have one notable guest each week and delve into their lives like a thirsty cat delving into a pot of water. This week I had comedian and my comedy father, Joe Bohr, on the show. The show was originally recorded on Hoxton Radio. We chatted about all things comedy and his two bumholes. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines. You are listening to Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines. Hello. Birthday week. Yay. <laughs> My special guest is here, Joe Bohr. Yay. Yay. Hello. Have you turned me down then? Was I being too loud? No, I turned uh, you up. You turned me up. Okay, good. Um, hello, hey everyone, hey Sam, how's it going? Happy birthday week. Thank you. Joe Bohr has bought me a present. But let, first yes. of all, let me tell the people about you and your accolades. They know. They should know. <laughs> they should know, but maybe they don't. I'll just remind okay. them. So he's an observational character comedian, actor, writer. You'll have spotted him in adverts for like the co-op and Expedia. And if you've ever seen Graham Norton or Alan Carr's TV shows, then Joe will have warmed you up. He does loads of brilliant YouTube videos and he also does caricatures of fellow comedians oh God, which is yeah. hilarious and films them. It's Joe Ball. Yay! There we go. That's me clapping myself. Now, can I open my card now? Yeah, of course, you bought yeah. me. Is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel my... like it might be branded yeah, by Joe Ball. I do, uh, I do cards, anyone uh, who's listening to this, uh, at www.joeballdesigns.co.uk you can find my cards. Um... <laughs> I like that you've got that in straight away. <laughs> I, well, I didn't mean to. Don't even do any of the chat. <laughs> okay, so this is um, a Joe Ball branded card, and it yeah. says, "So, do you come here often?" And that's a sheep, and the other sheep is saying, "Dennis, that's a cloud." <sighs> it's more of a visual gag. It's a visual gag. I'll uh, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Baines! Love from Joe, Steph, and Milo. Yeah. Your new little baby. I've got a baby. That's oh why gosh. I was a bit worried about getting here um, on time. I, although, actually, he acts as a very good sort of alarm clock. Does he? Uh, yes. <laughs> like Thanks a, for that, Milo. Like a rooster. Does yeah. he just... It's very rooster Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and I've got a T-shirt that says, t-shirt. You're so hot. But it is another visual gag. It's a visual gag, It's yeah. not just like a pervy T-shirt <laughs> that you've given me. Thanks so much, Joe Bohr, for the branded goods. Yay. Yay. We'll, d- we'll take a photo in them and everyone can see them. Cool. Now, Joseph Bohr, you are my father of comedy. Oh, my God. How do you feel about that? Uh, all right. I feel good. <laughs> I feel proud. Yeah, I'm glad I could father you. Yeah, back in the day, you told me to try stand-up, didn't you? Oh, no, it's my, it's my fault, guys. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Blame yeah, him. You're a funny That's lady. a big old slurp of tea there. Sorry, I was a bit slurpy. I know, I'm very, I'm really loud eater, drinker. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember saying to you, you're really funny. We worked on, we did a play together. Yeah. Although that is, that is not how we met. No. Uh, <laughs> Sam, I met Sam uh, with her friend Robin. Were you with Robin? Yeah. Yeah, in the courtyard at the Pleasance. At the Edinburgh Fringe. The Edinburgh Fringe, and I gave you a flyer for my show, and you came to the show. It was an okay show. Did it work like that, though? Did yes, you? Yes, no. that's exactly what happened. Joe Boar came up to me and my lovely friend Robin, who's my maid of <laughs> honour, and he said, uh, Hi, I'm Jewish Comedian of the Year. Yeah. What was it, 2004? Yeah, no, that was factually correct. No, it was 2000. I was, two, I was Jewish Comedian of the Year 2007, guys. <laughs> and me and my friend Robin. Yeah. Kind of gave you a hard time. Yeah, but it worked. You came to the show. We had a bit of banter. We did come to the show. See? Yeah. And you pulled Robin up on stage. I mean, let's not talk about what happened in the show. In the most awkward uh, <laughs> encounter. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it is awkward. Don't don't bring up a fellow okay. no. performer on stage. Okay. Uh, so that's how we met. That's what we learned. But then we did other Edinburghs together, and they went much better. Yeah, we did. We made a play together. Um, well, you wrote it. I was just in it a bit. Yeah, and and you co-directed. Uh, and you helped me out because so I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, it, it was fun, you're wasn't a it? Stand-up comedian. That was one of the funnest shows I think I've done. Like it was just like a family. It, it was, was really, really nice. nice because it was there was a family in it, <laughs> and we uh, were pretending to be. We a were family. pretending to be a family, and it was Joe Bohr, you, yeah, Tom Deakin, yeah, Matt Richardson, yeah, Laura Carr, yeah. 
me. Neil Cole. Neil Cole. Caroline Cook. Caroline Cook. Yeah, yeah. What a comedy smorgasbord. It was, re- it was really nice, wasn't it? Um, and then you started doing your character. Yeah. Jasper Cromwell Jones. Jasper Cromwell Jones. Tell us a little bit about Jasper for those who haven't met him. Before. So I'll morph into him, uh, if you want. Uh, hi there, Jasper. Seamless. Jasper Cromwell Jones. I come from Marnie. It's <laughs> uh, a silly joke from my set. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've heard it about a hundred times, but I still find it funny. Yeah, you, I mean, you've heard it because you've been in the show. Sam was, uh, Sam was my actor, actress, actor woman. Uh, that's what they like to be called, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm we basically love that. doing some of the show. Um, <laughs> it was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. We did a, a, a run, uh, Just the Tonic, uh, in Edinburgh, and uh, you were my you you would help me sort of act out moments from my latest adventure. Yeah, you helped yeah. me do an Australian accent and an Essex accent. We did noises, them. didn't we? <laughs> oh yeah, so many noises, and we did a little tour. We did a little Joe tour. Joe Ball, you took me on tour. Joe Ball on tour. Yeah, we got a little tour out of it. Uh, all, all the big places. Uh, mm. Bath. It's quite a big place. I can't remember where else we went. <laughs> Other places. Leicester. Leicester, yeah. Leicester Comedy Festival. It was, it was well received, nice. wasn't it? It was fun. So Jasper Cromwell Jones is kind of a posh idiot. Is that what, how we describe him? Yeah, he, I suppose. Is he more than a posh idiot? Not really. No, he's, uh, he's an adventurer, isn't he? He's sort of... Uh, he takes himself seriously, but I think no one else does. He's a sort of Bear Grylls uh, wannabe. And where um, did where did the character come from? What was the inspiration? Uh, I made a sketch with uh, Luke Tolson, comedian Luke Tolson. Um, uh, I could I just talk normally now. Uh, okay. We did a sketch, and uh, <laughs> I watched a film years ago called Touching the Void, which is like a spoof of. No, it's not a spoof. It's, it's, it's a documentary, <laughs> but I, I felt like. <laughs> This needs spoofing because it was it was silly. Uh, it's a documentary about two climbers, isn't it? Have you seen it? Have you seen no, it? it's, it's about. I climbers. didn't do my research for the roles. Sorry. Know, unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about two climbers who like where a climb goes wrong, and uh, they have to. Cu- one guy has to cut the rope. They're attached by rope. One of them falls, and he has to cut the rope, and they end up both surviving. Uh, but I remember. Thinking, I mean, it doesn't sound funny. It's not funny. <laughs> But I remember watching it going, this is quite funny. There's funny in this. And it's a bit silly. Because you don't really care. There's a story like every week about these ridiculous climbers that go on these expeditions. Uh, and I thought there's something silly about it. And they're always sort of posh idiots. <laughs> uh, so I thought, uh, why not create a character? So we did a, we did a, made a little uh, sketch. And then Luke said, oh, I'll direct this for Edinburgh. And then we did a show and then... You were in the second show. And then I was in the second show, and you've you've taken yeah. it even further. Yeah, it's been developed for a sitcom, uh, and it's I'm very exciting. doing the third show. Yeah, that's the that's the plan. Yeah. So, will you be in Edinburgh this year? Uh, that that is the plan at the moment. Yeah. But um, Baby Milo might get in the way. Well, hopefully, Baby Milo will um, be okay with it. Little Milo. It's <laughs> very little. You've seen all the photos. On- <laughs> I put up a lot of photos on Facebook. Yeah, but all the photos also have you in them, Joe. Yeah. It's not just yeah. the normal baby photos. No, I don't want to just go baby. He takes all the limelight. He has so many likes. I'm like, okay, if he gets likes, maybe I can do a new joke with him in it. Uh, Good. We're going to be talking more <laughs> baby Milo and uh, comedy and how you got into comedy and TV warm-up as well after a bit of milkshake. Baines plus one. It is me, Samantha Baines, with the lovely Joe Bohr, my father of comedy. Do you hate that? <laughs> Should it be old. older brother? Yeah, I prefer older brother. The thank older you, yeah. brother, my older brother of yeah. comedy. Yeah. But that kind of just sounds like you used to like beat me up and tease me when I was younger. Okay. All right. Well, cousin, older, older cousin, <laughs> uncle. That sounds worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uncle sounds like pervy uncle. Yeah. Especially as you gave me a t-shirt for my birthday that says you're so hot on it. Yeah, but it is an ice cream, talking to an ice cream that's melted. Yeah. So I don't know. I, mean, it's I still, appreciate it. It's never makes sense. I mean, I know your wife, I was at your wedding, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, are you ready for your quick fire round? Yes, yeah. Have you ever previously been in a quick fire situation? Uh, do you know what? Uh, yes. Oh. I've been in a situation where I had to run. <laughs> it's quite serious, though. We, it'd be hard it? to get into it. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Go on, say it. Okay. I was quite near where the 7 7 uh, attacks happened, and I had to sort of get away from it and I had to go quite quickly. 
Um, what happened? It was the bus, wasn't it? Yeah, the bus. I was quite near the bus um, where it went off. And I ran. And that, that's how much of a hero I am. Uh, yeah. I think anyone would run, Joe. And I think people were, shout, people were shouting bomb, yeah. And you know one run, run, Who presumably. runs towards the bomb? Yeah, no. not many people. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so I can, I can run if I have to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, th- I feel like this is going to be less... Intense. <laughs> Good. <laughs> by some by some measure. Okay, here we go. Joe Ball, this is your quick fire round. City or countryside? Uh, oh my God, city. Tea or coffee? Tea. Early bird or night owl? Uh, night owl. Pants or socks? Pants. Car or train? Car. Pen or pencil? Pen. Ketchup in the cupboard or in the fridge? Uh, in the cupboard. Adventurous or cautious? Adventurous. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Alan Carl, Graham Norton. Come on. Pick. Alan. Bear Grylls or Ray Mears? Uh, Bear Grylls. Film or live TV? Film. Writing or performing? Oh, writing. Lost in the jungle or lost at sea? Uh, lost in the jungle. There we go, you passed. Oh my God, that was, re- that was really scary. <laughs> Especially the Alan or Graham one. They're both lovely. I love you, Graham, by the way. Uh, I love you both equally. Okay, like children. Yes, although Graham recently, uh, Alan recently was was lovely when I did warm up for him, and I'd uh, Naomi Campbell uh, was over an hour late. I don't know if I should be saying this, <laughs> and I'd been doing warm up for over an hour, around around about an hour, and normally you do about ten minutes. Um, and I was just looking across, waiting for the floor manager, and Alan came out and went, it's all right, Joe, it's all right. Isn't Joe Gray? Isn't to the crowd? It was lovely. And he went, look, he's just like me. I used to do warm-up. And I thought it was really nice. So that's why Alan came into my head. I love your Alan Carr impression. I do like doing it. It's easy, isn't it? It's true, though, isn't it? <laughs> I can't do it. Hello, I'm Alan Carr. So let's talk about warm-up. Yes. So how, what is that? Can you explain for people who don't know anything about this? Okay, uh, you'll know if, if you go to normally a live uh, uh, TV show recording, there will be a guy who goes on before the show and a lot of the time in between uh, the record to get the crowd going, uh, get them clapping, get them laughing. Um, I do a lot of comedy shows, um, so that's sort of, I think that's sort of needed to kind of get them in the mood, mm. to warm them up, physically warm them up. And get them laughing at the person whose show it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I go off. Um, although it's, but yeah. it's not just for comedy, is it? They have like a warm-up for loose women and stuff. Yeah, that was the first one I did, loose women, which is the hardest. Why? Because um, it's middle of the day, it's old people, um, <laughs> and you stand at the side of the stage, so they're not even really looking at you. And they're really not there for you. Um, and there's just like normally like one pissed off bloke in the audience who doesn't want to be there. Uh, <laughs> and his wife has brought him or something. Yeah, dragged him along. So Do you it, bond with that? Do you pick those people out and try and bond with them? Try desperately. It's a toughie. But um, I got through that one and then did Graham. And then I've done, I've done quite a lot. Yeah. yeah, so what other shows have you done? Because mainly you do comedy now, not not the loose women's of uh, this world. Yeah, so at the moment I'm doing Mother Week and Have I Got News For You. Um, and I've done Nevermind the Buzzcocks, 8 Out of 10 Cats, Live, Live at the Palladium, which was amazing. Uh, I saw the Twitter pictures. It yeah. looked very good. There's video as well. I did everything. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get into doing warm-up? How does that happen? It's also something you, I actively pursued. Um, I was seen at a show, um, and I, I actually I did a lot of emceeing, so I hosted a lot. And I think when you emcee, it's it's, it's very similar to a TV warm up. And uh, a friend of mine who runs, who is a TV warm up as well, a guy called Matt Brown. He did Loose Women and he needed someone to replace him one week. So he asked me to do it. I did it a few times. I did okay. And I think my my act naturally suits it. I'm quite upbeat. I, I, I think I'm friendly. I have lots of short jokes because they can cut you off at any second. They'll just be like, okay, Joe, thanks. So I think it's important to have like lots of short bits. Have you ever been in the middle of like a All the beautiful time. story? All the time. Like Alan, last time I did Alan Carr. And the crowd, all of the crowd went, oh, like that. And they went, okay, thanks, Joe. And Alan went, look, you can watch him on tour. Just, look, you've got a show to watch, all right? <laughs> that 
that's um, nice though, that you bonded with the the audience. Yeah, but you can't you can't be better than the sh- you can't not be better. You can't be better than the show. You can't be more interesting than the show. And I've I have been, uh, and I got in trouble for it. Um, so you have to because I guess is it weird because you're there to help them support the person who's coming on next, but you also yes. have to bond with them and make them like you so they laugh. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough juggling act. You've got to sound excited about the show. And I've worked on some shows which I find it hard to get excited about. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Anne Widdicombe. <laughs> oh, God. Why wouldn't you be excited about her, Joe? Yeah, no, exactly. I oh, know, sorry, I should be. Um, <laughs> and Anyway, so yes, she... Uh, so it's a weird juggling act. It, it, is, it is a tough juggling act. Any tips for people or comedians who might want to get into warm-up? It's very hard to get into warm-up. I've had quite a few comedian friends come and watch me and try and do it. And, and there's, I, I, I mean, there's no, there's, there's a few tips for doing it. I think, I think MC a lot. Um, I think try and have a, a, an act that is sort of friendly, upbeat, nice, lots of jokes. Obviously, not too offensive. And, um, yeah, gig a lot. And then just be seen by the right people. Just kind of be lucky to sort of know know a few MCs or know people that do it. There's certain so there's certain shows that I can't do. I get asked to do. I got asked to do a warm up last week. I sort of said no to it. I've started saying no to some warm ups. That's a nice position to be in. It, it yeah it is because it's, I mean it's hard to say no to work, but um, I think I'm trying to get out of it a bit. Uh, you. It, well, you've, you're, yeah, you're having your work commissioned now to be made into TV series and yeah. sitcoms yourself. Yeah, you don't... <laughs> Maybe you with s- your own warm-up. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want to be... <laughs> I could warm up my show. Um, save save money. money, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we should mention that you're Jewish. Should we? <laughs> After the save a bit of money Oh, save a bit of money, okay. No. Um... I am Jewish, I am Jewish. But you're very generous. Yeah. As are many Jews. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, also, I tweeted the most Jewish photo of you about this show. It's like you with your hands oh, in the air, yeah. like, oh. That was, that was a photo from my show, A Room with a Jew, um, which I did in Edinburgh a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 yeah, the advice for doing warm-up, um, yeah, Oh yeah, I suppose have that have that sort of act and know some people that do warm up. That if they can't do it, they can be like, oh, I know someone who can do it. Okay, that's how you that's how you get in, I suppose. Because there's only there's only a few warm ups around, really. So Um, it's a smaller circuit than the comedy one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. So, Joe. Yes. What is your? We ask this to everyone. Okay. I've got some set questions, and I like to see the differing opinions. So, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Oh, uh, chocolate, chocolate. I mean, I'm a big food person, uh, and I have a lot of bad food. Do you know what bad, like bad lattes at the moment, like oh. caramel lattes? Oh, not just like horrible tasting no, lattes. Horrible, no, lovely, lovely lattes. Really? Well, did you hear the news story that a certain drink and a certain coffee yeah. provider has 23 spoons of sugar in it? I know. I mean, that is the reason why I'm not at my... <laughs> weight that I should be <laughs> I used to them. drink that all the time as me well. too I, like, I know no. okay so chocolate so nice. and, and food and drinks yeah, what I is the most so. recent lie you've told um, the most recent lie I told was uh, that I that I had to get to the studio for 10 o'clock uh, <laughs> to Sam Baines uh, last no. night at half nine he texts me <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> I was only 15 minutes late in the end. No, it's fine. Yeah. Actually, you were on time. Oh, was I? Okay. we tell people 15 minutes earlier because comedians are always late. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> you think we should have good timing. Um, so that was the most recent lie you told? To me. Yeah, do you know what? Thanks, I, don't lie, I don't lie a lot. I don't lie a lot. I can't think of a... It wasn't a lie. I can't think of a... I can't think of the last time I lied. Have you used your baby as an excuse yet? Oh, your tiny baby! I thought about it last night. I thought, oh, I could blame the baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't come out as the baby. Um, uh, the, the, the biggest baby lie. Normally, it's like if you get offered a gig, um, yeah, a, a, a sort of free gig that you can't. Well, like you, an unpaid gig, and you're like, no. Yeah, exactly. I'm not there anymore. What? What? Yeah. What's your go-to excuse for that? Uh, got got another gig. <laughs> Simple. 
Just yeah. busy. Yeah. Um, do you have any secret habits or talents? Um, a secret habit, a talent. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good footballer. Um, yes, you are. Yeah, I'm a good footballer. You do um, comedians football. Play comedians football, and certain comedians don't like the fact that I, I used to play quite a high level. I used to sort of train with Arsenal and. and uh, yeah, but what don't they like? They do, I keep hold of the ball a lot. <laughs> no, because you're so intense about it. You take it so seriously. I don't, I'm not as intense as certain. One person, you, and I'm not going to say whose name it is, is banned from it. And you were in their TV show. They've been banned. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I can't say who's, uh, who it was on, on air. Just look me up on Wikipedia and find out. <laughs> um, what's, uh, 30 seconds, what's, what makes you angry? Uh, serious people. Um, people who take themselves uh, too seriously. Intense people. Um, I'm doing this in a very intense way, though. So I, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes make myself angry, actually. Um, uh, my attitude to food... Um, the fact that I just can't, I can't be at the weight I want to be. Oh, okay, let's have some can't, Billy Holiday. I'll get a six I'll, pack, guys. I'll give Joe a hug. I really want to get a six pack. Ladies plus one. Hello, I've got my special guest, Joe Boar, here. Hi. <laughs> Joe Boar has just shown me, or tried to show me, a video of his baby laughing for the first time. Oh, my God, it was so lovely. Was it? And it was new material. <laughs> no, that, that's, uh, that's Adam Bloom's joke. Um, did, did you? Um, was it at you? Uh, no, I just, I just. Uh, he, if you smile, he smiles back. So, like, Aww. if you laugh a bit, he laughs back. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, he sort of copies you. Yeah. What's it been like having him a, bit, a baby? It's, it is um, amazing and terrifying in equal measure. Did you have? I mean, at the start, you're just like, we don't know what we're doing. What does that noise mean? <laughs> and then you get used to the noise, and you're like. He's very good at letting me know what he wants without obviously speaking English. <laughs> of just sort of rubbing his eyes, they being don't tired. Do that. Okay, it's amazing how they good. just know sign language straight away. <laughs> like they're taught it in the womb before they pop out. <laughs> he puts his hand in his mouth for like, okay, he's hungry. <laughs> it's just oh, it's just amazing. I don't. I, I, I was watching him last night, just looking at him, going, "How did I made that?" <laughs> I mean, with help, but yeah, yeah. We, we made that. It's incredible. He's really cute. I love him. Joe. I love him very much. I love the idea that there's just a school for babies before they come out there. These <laughs> are the skills you will need. <laughs> Hand in mouth, hungry. Anyway, <laughs> you're meant to be interviewing me. So off oh, you yes. go. Ask so, me anything you like. Uh, so Sam Sam Baines. Um, oh yes. God, I like the I like the oh uh, wedding plans. I mean, I, I might just talk to you about <laughs> stuff I would talk to you normally about. <laughs> okay. How's it going? Fine. <laughs> it's quite stressful. Yeah. Are you excited about it? Yes. It's scary, isn't it? Well, at it? the moment, I'm just stressed about all the things. There are so many things to organise, like a band and a photographer and flowers and music to walk up the aisle to and table settings and chair covers. It's ridiculous. Where are you doing it? Where, where's In it? Edinburgh. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've told you that. Have you told me that? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> to bring your invite. Oh. I'll post it to you. Um, um, yes, in Edinburgh next year. God, so, that's exciting. Yes, I found place. my wedding dress. Wow. I cried. <laughs> Did you? I genuinely, like off the TV, those ridiculous wedding programmes. Is it, is it like, like bridesmaids? I'm never going to cry. <laughs> I totally cried at the dress. And while I was crying, I was like, I can't believe I'm crying at a dress. And my mum cried. Oh, yeah, it's when lovely. they put the veil on me. I was like, no, I don't want a veil. No, no, no. And she was like, just try it on. And I was like, okay. She put it on me, cried straight away. The moment it touched oh. my hair. That's amazing. It's amazing, <laughs> it's isn't amazing. it? It's exciting. It's one of those things when I, I uh, remember getting married and I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't, I'm never really up for, I didn't really think oh, I wanted to get married. And then you get, you, everything about it is brilliant. The hen do. What well, do you know what you're doing for your hen do? Um, no, Robin's organising it, who you know. We might yeah, go yeah. to Bath. Bath is lovely. Glass blowing. <laughs> for a hen do. <laughs> I feel sorry for women getting married. It's not Why? as good as a stag do, no, is it? No, then we'll go out and have a stripper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but first we've got to do something Glass classy. blowing, then other... Just blow no. some glass. No other blowing, just no glass. Other. Okay. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you have any more questions? Or you do? I just wanted to chat. I was going to chat wedding. wedding. 
So where's it going to Edinburgh? How, how do you feel about this Edinburgh? It's your first It's your first Edinburgh on your own. How do you feel about yeah. doing it on your own? I feel... Because you've, you've done it with other people in the past. Yeah, I feel, I feel very strange about it. I did the Leicester Comedy Festival and it really freaked me out because it was the first time... Because I've done previews and things, but normally you know the people who come to previews. Yeah. And doing Leicester was the first time that strangers came to see me. And obviously yeah. strangers have seen me in everything I've done before, but it's never just been me. And I felt very responsible <laughs> for their experience yeah. as a stranger not knowing me. And I felt sort of like, oh, God, I I genuinely really hope they like it. And if they don't, I want to give them a refund. Or I, yeah. It was a very weird experience. It's interesting when it's all you. Like, yeah. I've, I found it very hard doing my first Edinburgh show to come to terms with the fact that it's, it's a big... Fr- you have to have a big picture of your face. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's so self-indulgent. <laughs> it's so self-indulgent. And I feel guilty about people just coming to see my face. And it's all me. It's all you. It's the yeah. writing. Everything is you. I feel guilty about that as well. Do you think <laughs> it's our religious past because you're Jewish and I'm Catholic? Yeah, maybe it's the guilt. We just, yeah. I feel, I feel very strange about the fact that people are coming to see just me for an hour and and so much pressure to entertain them for the whole time. And I want yeah. everyone. I mean, this is impossible, but I want everyone to leave having had a good time. You want to sure please everyone. Won't. Yeah. Yeah. Are you worried about not being with other people and not doing a show with other people? Because I, I really love doing shows with other people, and I don't, I don't like just being on my own. Yeah, I'm not. Are you okay being on? Are you okay being on your in your house on your own? Well, I'm staying with other comics, and I know people who are going up, and I'm just going to cling to them yeah. like a warm blanket human because that first sh- that first year is really i find really lonely mm. but but the, we went up the year before last and i stayed yeah. separately to you yeah yeah yeah. and so i think that gave me an experience of like that's quite lonely I yeah think. i yeah, was yeah. really lonely that year because the year before i was with my sketch group vinegar knickers and yeah. i'd always been living with two other people and we did everything together yeah, yeah. and then that year obviously we hung out a lot but i was yeah, yeah. on my own quite a lot because you i God, think you yeah. were doing two shows yeah, yeah. so yeah, so I feel kind of okay about that. I just feel so much pressure about the show, and I just want everyone to like it, and I want it to be funny. Do you scare? Are you scared about reviews? Do you worry about it? It's good to not. If you can get in a place where you don't worry, that's amazing. I'm, well, I'm definitely not in that place because <laughs> it's so personal, isn't it? Yeah, at the moment, I'm trying to make it. I think what I find hard about comedy coming from acting is being so personal. Yeah. And I think I've shied away from that a little bit. And so now I've got some of the jokes set. I'm trying to make it even more personal, which is a, That's great. an experience in itself. Yeah. One more question. Um, okay. Yeah, well, so you're moving out. You're moving house. Yes. It's all happening. I know. You're having a baby. I'm We're getting up. Moving, moving house. Yeah. It's no longer that Edinburgh where we gave you a hard time for being Jewish Comedian of the Year. <laughs> now I wish for a title like Jewish Comedian of the Year. I mean, I'm yeah. not Jewish. No. Catholic Comedian of the Year, is that a thing? Let's, let's get it going. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's do it. Um, you heard it where would first. you like to live if you could live anywhere in the world if money was no option? Oh, well, I'd had several houses. Yeah, okay. I'd have a house in Ireland with my family to see them and then I totally have some sort of amazing mansion in Thailand because it's beautiful for like the holidays yeah and then I'd I'd probably just have like one of those really awful expensive houses in Chelsea <laughs> or really Hampstead or something would you be in England you or Islington be... okay you'd live you'd live in England yeah I'd definitely yeah okay I'd probably you know have a flat in New York <laughs> I'd live everywhere essentially <laughs> <laughs> I'd be wherever I need to be for the work Thanks for so interviewing driven. me, Joe Ball. Sorry, thanks very much, Sam Baines. <laughs> Baines Plus One. It's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. Joe Ball is here. Hi, guys. And it's and, time and for the news. And girls. Thanks, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the news. Joe, what's the headlines? Cat survives being posted in package across England. And then George is doing Next headline. Yeah. <laughs> First time flyer opens plane's emergency exit. Residents of Hull to strip off in name of art. New Captain Birdseye suffers from seasickness. I like that one. 
world reacts to man who films rat climbing on subway commuter. Donald Trump dies. Those are the headlines. So first of all, we've got... I like your little comment on the headlines as well. They don't (laughs) tend to do that on the news, do they? (laughs) Cat survives being posted in a package across England. This is so sort of funny but sweet. So last week, cat owner Julie Baggett great name sounds like she's in Harry Potter posted a package of DVDs that she'd sold online to their new owner 260 miles away after dropping the package off at the post office she returned home to find Cupcake her Siamese cat missing as the days passed she realised that the cat had got in the box she'd sealed it and then she'd sent it off with because she thought she was just sending DVDs 260 miles away. The poor cat cupcake was stuck in the box. And she didn't realise the whole time. She put up lost cat flyers and stuff. After eight days, she got a telephone call from the people she'd sent the DVDs to saying they've oh received God. them and a cat. You are a cat owner, Joe Bort, as am I. I am, yeah. Have, have you ever posted your cat somewhere? <laughs> um, I... I've never. I, occasionally, you find him in places. Yeah. Um, like in a in a room, uh, or he does, he does climb. He likes climbing into boxes. I can see yes. how that can happen. Yeah. Um, they love climbing in boxes. The first time the cat went missing. Oh my god, my wife. I've never seen anything like it. She like sunk to her knees. It was like something from like Platoon. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Why would you do it? He jumped out the window, genuinely, just like screaming, no. Um, it was ridiculous. She was like, she didn't understand. She couldn't understand why I didn't really care that much. And just, she was like, you don't care. You just care about your comedy. Probably just going to talk about this on Sam Bange's show. When you talk about it, you're just going to make me sound like Alan Carr. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've got a cat. I can see. I can definitely see how that could happen. They Mine just... love boxes. Yeah, yeah. Have like you ever? Did Amazon. yours ever go missing? No, ours are flat cats. Okay. I mean, they've gone missing in the flat, like my fiance. They're not like two-dimensional cats. Uh. <laughs> no, they're real cats. <laughs> okay. They just live in a flat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've locked them in cupboards and then yeah. not known where they are and heard... It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> the worst noise when you tread on a cat. Yes. I, I think that is... <laughs> it's like... Most horrendous sound. I did that Sorry once that, to my little cat Albert, yeah, was... and um, he was so scared of. He's now scared of shoes. If I'm wearing shoes, yeah. he like runs away. I have to take my shoes off. Imagine if like a massive foot so just went on you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you then, would be scared. Yeah, I'd be scared of feet after that. But poor, I mean, the poor cat cupcake and poor Julie must have felt awful for sending him 260 miles, eight days without food or drink. <laughs> They can survive eight days. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he was severely dehydrated. But I, I, I blame the postman because all yeah. women and women. Uh, <laughs> you must have heard the meowing yeah. and a moving package. Yeah, I mean, sh- surely they check. Don't they check? Do they sort of like have a look? And, and no, obviously they don't open it. Yeah, but they should scan it. You could just send a dead body, and they'd never know. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Um, I love that that was my first thought there. as well. Oh, send a dead send body. body. <laughs> <laughs> first time flyer opens a plane's emergency exit. This is my favourite story. I saw this in the Metro. Um, a slightly nervous first time flyer on a China Southern Airlines flight was um, attempting to find a loo when they accidentally opened no. the emergency exit. But no. the plane hadn't left the runway. Thank goodness. But they had to um, evacuate the plane and there were severe delays for the rest of the day. And she apparently she told interrogators that it was her first time flying and she just thought the emergency exit door contained the plane's second toilet. That's mental. That is Surely ridiculous. Surely you'd know. I mean, first time flight, how old was this person? An adult. An adult. <laughs> well, also, to open the emergency exit, you've got to, Quite like... Hard. Yeah, there's, like, this massive bar that you've got to, like, turn to one side, and then the whole door flies off. Didn't... And a chute comes out. That's the kind of thing my character would do. Is that, is that stupid? Well done. Oh, sorry, I thought it was a toilet. Uh, <laughs> I love... Also, apparently there was another toilet, but there was a queue. <laughs> so they were just like, well... Yeah, surely they could tell from the queue that that was where the toilet was. Toilet was was ridiculous. 
Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? I, I always find it weird when they do the, um, you know, the, they, they go through how to do up a seatbelt. I mean, it's for yeah. people like that who don't know how to do up a seatbelt and, and wear everything But is. those, those seatbelts on planes are slightly confusing. Because you wouldn't know how to open it necessarily if you hadn't done it before. Because you've got to pull the bit up. Possibly, but no one ever listens, do they? You never no. see anyone listening to that, where the, where the um, you know, the life jacket is. Um, it's, well, it's under the seat, we all know that. Yeah. But I love that they show you how to put it on. Like, well, there's a hole yeah. in it, I'll put that over my head. <laughs> Blow the whistle. <laughs> Women and children first, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no offence. Good show, gentlemanly. <laughs> Residents of Hull to strip off in the name of art. So this is an American photographer. I love that he's picked Hull for this. An American photographer, Spencer Tunwick, Tunnick, is known for his arty photographs of lots of naked people standing together in locations all over the world. So he's done it in places like the Sydney Opera House, Mexico City, Munich, Montreal, Vienna. So for his next work, he's, yeah... Going to Hull to celebrate Hull being named 2017 UK City of Culture. Wow. Have you ever gigged in Hull, Joe? Uh, I can't say I have. I think I have. I can say I have, because I have. And you forgot it. And it was really... (laughs) No, I just remembered it was a lovely gig. It was a lovely theatre. Thanks very much. If you want to book me again, I may do it, but it is quite far. But uh, if it's enough money, I I will will do it. Um, Good. Would you get naked for this photo? Do you know what? This is an interesting one. I have a friend who's a very famous artist who does naked art. Naked, naked art. I think I think that must be a trend. Um, I probably shouldn't (laughs) say his name, but he had his work. I mean, in the Barbican recently. Wow. uh, Victoria Beckham just uh, got him to do a thing for her shot of her naked. No, no, there's no nakedness there. Okay. But he asked me to be in a naked piece for him. <gasps> get my naked piece out for him. Uh, <laughs> naked football match. Uh, and I was like, no. And he was like, it pays this much. And I was like, possibly. I might do it now. Um, Would you yeah. have to get your your piece out? Well, it wasn't like a, a competitive football match. But, um, you know, I can get to a semi. So. <laughs> Hey? Too much. Sorry. So would you be playing football and then he'd photograph it naked? Uh, or would you pose? It's just like a, it's an installation piece. It's art. I mean, I think it's a bit perverse. Doesn't he photograph it? Or do people come and look? No, it's just a, it's in it's inner space. Oh, so they come and have a look? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't think I could do that. No, I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could. I was going to say, if you do it. Let me know. <laughs> I'll bring a team of comedians oh, down. No. Well, anyway, the, 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 this is... Um, he's. <laughs> if you take part in this one, you get a limited edition print. And there's and there's body paint, which is modesty protecting. Um, and it's, he says it's a wonderful <laughs> opportunity for anyone interested in art who wants to pose nude but is modest. The body paint will help many participants to overcome their inhibitions. After all, they will still be covered in a way, which sounds quite creepy... But body paint doesn't cover you. It doesn't, does it? It just, it just, it's just a different colour on you. <laughs> they can still see your bits. Okay, thanks, Joe. I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be comfortable doing it after, you know, after I'm down to my, after I stop having so many high-fat coffees, um, and get, you know, get, get trim. He says with a cup of coffee in front of him. <laughs> New Captain Birdseye suffers from seasickness. I love this. So this is the the face of fish. For almost yep. 50 years, Captain Birdseye is in a spot of bother about the sea. So um, the previous Captain Birdseye played uh, our, our favourite fish mascot for over 30 years, but sadly passed away in 2008. So the new Captain Birdseye um, has been chosen. First-time actor Mitch Commons. Um, he's, the Birdseye say not only does he look the part, we love his enthusiasm for the role. However... <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? He gets seasick. He's worked in a in the fish business for his whole life. Apparently, he runs the IT side of his local fishery. But he uh, he gets seasickness, and he's going to have to try and deal with it on shoots for the commercials. Gets tossed about. <laughs> gets tossed about in the high seas. Yeah, that sounds dodgy. <laughs> I mean, he's about. 80 or something. I mean, um, sounds like a good job. What do you think about that? Would you do you think they should? I think they should have just pick someone who could deal with. Surely that's a large part of the job being at sea for commercials. Uh, yeah, I don't know anyone who get. I got seasick once uh, on a um, um, on a on a boat on a boat, obviously. Um, 
and the guy was getting. I was in uh, Dominican Republic, and the guy was just getting drunk, and it was dis- it was one of the scariest things. What, the guy driving the boat. Yeah, yeah. It was really it was really scary. I but, went to um, the Dominican Republic. They offer you rum at breakfast. Rum. It's a rum thing. He, it was rum everywhere. I mean, it was it was a fun one. Too much rum. <laughs> Yeah, he, he fun, that sounded like Jasper. Fun one. Fun one. I do have a, a section of my latest book where he's on the high seas, where the <laughs> waves were massive. They're the size of a hundred houses or six of mummies. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I know. And the boat was called the Mother, and in many ways, it was like my mother. In that, uh, it was uh, it was um, old and scary. Um, and if things got choppy, it was liable to hit the port. Um, <laughs> I love hearing bits story. from your show. There you go. Uh, world reacts to man <laughs> who films rat climbing on subway commuter. So someone on Instagram mm. filmed someone asleep on the subway in America and a rat climbing all over them. And people have condemned the Instagram user and said, said one person said, you filmed a human being while a rat climbed on him and you did nothing. You were the reason humanity is failing. <laughs> That's quite intense. Yeah, I mean... Would you film it? Would you stop the rat, Joe? What would you do? Um, I mean, there were, there were rats everywhere on the subway, aren't there? Um, it's unavoidable. I, it's interesting, isn't it? We, we spoke about a thing that happened uh, that, where, that I witnessed um, and, uh, earlier, and I thought, oh, I should have filmed it because it was quite a big event. It was a massive event. 7-7 seven, seven bombings. The 7-7 seven, seven bombing, bombings. And I remember thinking... I had a camera on me at the time, and I felt didn't I, could, I, I photographed quite a lot. I photograph a lot of what I see, but I couldn't photograph. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, because um, it was horrific. Obviously, a bit more horrific than, than a rat. rat climbing on a guy. I don't, I don't see anything much wrong with a rat climbing on a guy. Well, no, I don't think I'd say that he's the reason humanity is failing. But no. I think it is horrible. He could have just woken up the guy. Yeah, it's horrible. I do think we're in an interesting time. The, the, I, I think we're in an interesting time. I think we we are quite selfish as people, in that we like that like recently when the guy, <laughs> the guy who got on a plane, <laughs> the hijacker, to, the hijacker, um, <laughs> he had a selfie. A Scottish guy had a selfie. And then with the, I love the, the way the, the Scottish, the British reaction of just going, "I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a bloody selfie of this." Which is the most selfish. I mean, that is just, it's all pretty selfish. The guy hijacking is obviously pretty selfish. I think there might be something wrong with him, but it's obviously pretty selfish to be like, I, I need to see my kids. I'm going to hijack a ruddy plane. And then the guy going, I'm going to get a selfie out of this. It's just, I think we've got to a point where we're all pretty selfish. And I think I blame, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter for being that sort of share and like culture where we'll do anything to. Uh, you know, get a like or get a view or get a share. Saying that, follow me on Twitter, guys, at <laughs> Joseph Ball. And we're going to get a selfie later. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, finally, last news story, Donald Trump dies. Donald Trump is dead. He's dead. No! no April Fool's. April Fool, guys. We felt like we should do an April Fool's. <laughs> That was our last minute April Fool's. I mean, the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast, it will not be it won't make sense, the 1st really. of April, but no. it was when we recorded this. Have you ever done an April Fool? I've, I've, no. No. I've never really... I've fallen for it and then thought, that's just annoying. <laughs> I know I know that people fool you all the time and I was going to do an April Fool's to you and then I thought you'd just get really Why do they really fool annoyed. me? I'm, that so, I'm really gullible, is that what it it's is? It's Luke, isn't it? Well, it's Luke. I, live with a, I have lived with a guy who's... Who, who always fools and me? And brilliant comedian. He's very, very good. But um, nightmare to live with. I mean, comedians are a nightmare to live with. <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't switch it off. I think no. he gets bored with normal life. He once uh, had a bath. I, I had a bath once. I mean, I do it a lot. But I was on, <laughs> my, on my bed after, not doing anything, just lying there for about twenty minutes. And I hear from under my bed, "You're right, mate." And he was hiding under my bed for about twenty minutes. Were you naked? Oh, I had a towel around me, but okay. I could have been doing anything. Um, I just can't, I couldn't relax. How comedians get their kicks. (laughs) Anyway, let's have a little song, Somebody That I Used To Know. Ladies plus one. Poem of the week. Ladies plus one. Hoxton Radio. Comedian Joe Ball is here with me, and hey he's guys. just mesmerised by a photo, uh, video of his baby from his wife. How cute <laughs> is that? Sorry. It's fine. I love it. It's very That's cute. A, become a boring dad. W- w- women, actually, I mean, sorry to generalise, but women 
are women love it, but I've had like male friends who are like, just stop putting up the photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I prefer yours because at least they got you in them, and you're normally trying to make a joke, as opposed to yeah, yeah, everyone else who baby. just yeah takes photos of babies pulling different faces. <laughs> I've got an amazing one in, that I'm ready to dress him up as, but he's not quite big enough yet. Have you bought it in advance? Yeah, I bought it before he was born. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been waiting for him to grow big enough. It's, I'll tell you what it is. It's a pea, it's basically peas in a pod. And he, he's one of the peas. It's a big, it's a big pea out. It's, I mean, it's really That's stupid. So cute. But it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you'd like to follow Joe on Twitter to see s- yes. some baby photos, <laughs> maybe. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Joseph Bohr, B-O-R. There you go. And I do videos and stuff. And, and silly puns. Yeah. Lots of those. I've, so yeah, I've stopped pun- punning as much. Oh, I yeah. love a pun. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I In did- my show, I've got a pun bell. And every oh, nice. time I ring, I say a pun, someone rings the bell. Oh, nice. Have you got a bell about, <laughs> have you got a pun about the bell? Yeah, of okay, course. Good. <laughs> so, uh, it's time for Poem of the Week. Joe, what Ooh. is your poem about? It's called The Lost Worm. Oh, lovely. It's quite, ba- it's quite baby, it's for a baby. It's for a baby. <laughs> it's for a baby. Okay. Here we go. Wilfred emerged from the soil. He didn't recognise this place. He had a confused expression all over his face. He must have taken the wrong turn when he was underground because he wasn't sure what place he had found. So he went back under and checked his map. The map was unclear. The map was crap. So he thought asking for directions was the right thing to do. However, the bug that he asked just didn't have a clue. But the bug seemed nice, funny and witty. She had a nice smile and seemed very pretty. So Wilfred chatted her up and invited himself round. Now they live in a nice house, just under the ground. Oh, Joe Poor, that's your poem of the week. Oh, I, I like, like your poem reading voice. Do you? Quite it's... staccato and posh. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. <laughs> I like it. Thank OK, you. are you ready for mine? Yeah. It's about the, um, the story this week that a woman accidentally posted her cat oh, nice. to Sussex. <laughs> it's called... Imperfect post. Lovely. Has your cat ever wanted to travel? Is it bored of your house and the surrounding gravel? It wants to see new sights, be dazzled by the lights. Well, it won't want to travel by post. Although I'm sure Royal Mail are a delightful host. One kitty got the chance, but she didn't get as far as France. West Sussex was Cupcake's destination. That's 260 miles from her original station. You see, her owner accidentally sent her with some DVDs. Thank goodness it's spring so she didn't freeze. Trapped in a box for eight days. For Cupcake, it was a dehydrated haze. Her owner was thrilled to have her back, although I'm surprised Cupcake didn't give her the sack. Don't send your pussy away, be it for a year or a day. And if you're sending a parcel, always look. Check if there's a cat hiding in a nook. To Cupcake, be careful where you sleep. You may be counting sheep, but no one will hear you wail when you're sellotaped in a cardboard jail. Yay! <laughs> Quite sad and morbid at the end. Yeah, yeah. Cardboard jail. <laughs> but then I've put love to Cupcake and her owner. Oh, that's nice. So you can check out all my poems at samanthabanes.wordpress.com. Where are your poems, oh, Joe? Lovely. I, I just sort of uh, occasionally put them on my Instagram, joebore1. <laughs> uh, lovely. <laughs> God. <laughs> You're, you're so good at the uh, the promo techniques. I know. Um, no, you do good because you do these amazing drawings that you have on cards and T-shirts and you put them on Instagram too. That's my main focus for the Instagram is trying out the drawings. Um, Drawing focus. I so love, you can I love check them out. Yeah, there. and it seems to get the most likes. I'm a, I'm a slave to the likes. Even yeah. though you just did a rant about how we're becoming this generation I know, I know. that just shares everything. I know. Oh, Joe Ball. We'll be back Such for a, a little <laughs> a little bit more um, with more, Joe. More Ball. More Ball. More and um, we'll talk about your YouTube videos as well after oh, yeah. some Alanis Morissette. Phase plus one. <laughs> I put the mic up then for when you said sorry. Oh, no. Um, Joe Ball, <laughs> let's talk about... Sex? No. YouTube. What's that like? Oh. <laughs> I'm married. I wouldn't know. Um, You've got a baby, so you must have done it once. Yeah, I mean, I did it once. That was it. Just one time. I yeah. mean, you must have a high sperm count in that case. <laughs> Too much? 
Yeah, just saved it for the one let's time. Let's talk about... <laughs> That's how it works. Stored it all up. Yeah. Um, let's talk about YouTube, because you do loads of YouTube videos that are very nice. Yeah, thank very you. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, do, I do a lot of Facebooky stuff. I embed them into Facebook. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm a filmmaker as well, so I am... Um, uh, that's what I sort of studied. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make more films at the moment. And yeah, I do a lot of stuff for my character, Jasper Cromwell Jones. Uh, I did a sort of, what was my last one? Uh, nicknames. Nicknames, I had to come up with nicknames. Uh, yeah, so I've always, oh, I've got one that I just filmed called um, How to Dress Posh. And <laughs> um, yeah, I did one, I did one that was quite popular recently. Um, with comics because it was like things people say to comedians. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really it's a real bugbear of comedians. Mm. I think that sort of that seemed to resonate. And then what else did I do? Because you 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 studied film. Yeah, I studied film. I did uh, studied film and animation, like specified in animation. Then at in Bournemouth, and then I went to the New York Film Academy and did filmmaking. And then I did a film and then I did a uh, script writing and producing MA. So I've done a lot of film oh my God. stuff. So what is your yeah. Which is your passion, film or comedy? Comedy film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but not stand-up? Um, I love stand-up. Uh, I love it. I love the feeling you, the feeling you get when, you, when you've written a joke and people uh, laugh at that joke and react to a thing that you've made, I think is the best feeling, that immediate, the immediacy. Because I, well, I was an animator for a while and it took so long to produce the animation to get that response takes I, and I need the love I need that love <laughs> uh, hashtag need, <laughs> need that I need that validation I think that's what I love from stand up um, and is that why you do short YouTube videos because you can get <laughs> validation in two minutes uh, just like uh, yeah I like making making films and putting them out there and um, uh, yeah trying out characters and I did a thing for BuzzFeed that's just it's just, I think it's it's about to reach about a million views, which is quite good. Yes. Um, Tell us about this. Uh, so we went, to, I shot it in New York. It's just, it was a thing for BuzzFeed and Jurex. Didn't invite me, what Sorry. Um, I uh, love Jurex as well. Yeah, it's ironically <laughs> gone viral. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a thing about, it's a classic sort of uh, BuzzFeedy video um, of kind of just people talking and I'm one of the people talking about stuff about sort of bits about around sex stuff sex facts and I'm pleased that they edited it how they edited it because I said some things <laughs> very personal you're things you're very open Joe I think you're I know. known within comedy for being oh, no. very open about everything that you do I think it's and th how much you get paid <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it's a comedian trait, isn't it, to be as honest as possible? Yeah. And um, although some of us keep a little bit more back, I think I'm a little bit too honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good thing. I know. My first okay. show was called "A Study of Embarrassment" by a guy with two bum holes. Um, because uh, Joe has two bum holes. I have two bum holes. He's um, shown me the photo. And was very. Honest. Have I shown you the photo? Yeah, you've shown everyone so sorry. the photo. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that was in the show. <laughs> I didn't have to. I mean, I did say you can close your eyes. No, you showed it to me on your phone, and oh, you God. put it in my face. I'm so sorry. So I couldn't really I'm look so away. So sorry. Um, so you're very so open. honest. Uh, as is your bottom. Well, yes. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm trying to move away okay. from the bubbles. So, but you, so you make lots of YouTube videos, and, and you, you love Twitter and Instagram, even just, though you hate to, it. Just to clarify, one is like a functioning bumhole. The other is like 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 uh, a, a finger deep. It's like a cul-de-sac. Have you? Who Don't tested ask me. that? Don't ask me how, how I know. <laughs> a cul-de-sac for your bottom. Yeah. Uh, what? Sorry. Let's move away. Okay. So <laughs> the doctor laughed. By the way. When he found out, which I think is unprofessional. Um, what has he never met anyone before with two bumholes? Yeah, and then my friend said, "Is that a Jewish thing?" Like that <laughs> is <laughs> is what we have. Um, well, they snip off a bit from the front and the back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sorry, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So you make loads of YouTube videos. Do yeah, you yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. important? Do you think more comedians should be doing that? Yes. Yeah. Or is it just because you like film? I made a film actually recently called uh, Comedian Caricatures where I sit with a comedian and uh, and I draw them and interview them. Uh, so I've done a couple of them. And I, I was chatting to Marek Larwood, a uh, brilliant comedy actor, filmmaker as well. 
comedian, um, and he was saying, yeah, actually, he, he was talk- we were having a chat about about comedians and film and, and YouTube and how it, I think it is important to sh- to share, and there, there isn't enough of that going on, sort of being supportive of each other, and I think that'd be really nice. Basically, um, just share my videos, guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but do you think people have stopped going to see live comedy? I, 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 th- I think comedy TV is particularly awful at the moment. Um, uh, unless Stand-up unless you're a person who's a producer in comedy TV, in which case, hi me. But um, <laughs> I think is I think it's awful. I think there's a lot of remakes. I think there's a lot of pressure on certain producers to not take risks. So as a result, I think it's very safe, and there aren't m- many sort of good. I, I've had a lot of responses in TV of people going, "We love it, but we c- we can't make it for a variety of reasons." Yeah. Um, so I've just decided to make it myself. Yeah, and I think people can do that quite easily. And I think if people like it, people will watch it. Yeah, I've just decided to do that. And Get I'm, yourself out there. Yeah, I've just decided to just like do it. it. So I have to ask you, I haven't asked you, how did you get into stand-up? How did comedy come about yeah, with all this filmmaking? I made, a, I made a comedy training. film. I made a comedy film. Uh, I, this is still online, an animation called uh, uh, My Third Arm. Uh, it's an animation, uh, <laughs> before you get worried. <laughs> And uh, two bumholes and three arms. What? <laughs> I drew it. I drew it, and then it went to the Edinburgh Film Festival, and uh, had a lovely response. Response, and I thought, oh, I've I've written something funny. Audiences reacted. I could write funny, and then the comedy festival was on at the same time. I went to some comedy. I saw a comedian called Russell Kane, who was very new at the time, and it sort of inspired me to kind of try it out. I thought, oh, I can write funny. I've never thought, oh, I'm oh, I'm hilarious. People have to hear my funny but it, and then I did it I just tried it out put myself into King's Head and Crouch End and people laughed you just sort of get the bug don't you you just kind mm. of get, it's like a and how like long have you been doing it now uh, about 10 and a oh my god 11 years 11, 11 years I should be better that is why you're my father of comedy oh no I'm only three and a half <laughs> <laughs> I am a child to your 10 Yes, yeah, sure. Eleven. Eleven. So, any tips for anyone who might be thinking about getting into comedy? Or don't any... do it. There's <laughs> enough of us doing it. We don't need the competition. Or any young comedians looking up to you, Joe. Bob. Don't do it if you're young, because you're boring. If you're young, you haven't had life experience. No offense, uh, people who are young. No, there are some very good young comics out there. I shouldn't really be saying that. Just offend everyone, just right at the end. I know. Um, no, uh, um, just do it. Do it. Write as much as possible. Watch as much as possible. But find your voice. As, um, and there are lots of different ways of finding your voice. So try out different things. Try characters. Um, it's not about... And also, being funny in person doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be funny on stage. Yes. So try it out on stage. Because that's one of the things you've got in your video, haven't you? My mates always say, I'm really funny and I think <laughs> I could do this. That is, a, that is a thing that people say to comedians. And often those people aren't funny on stage. Because if you're funny with mates, you're like a banter comedian. Um, and uh, I, I, yeah, I think just try it on stage, write as much as possible. And a, a comedy monologue is very different to having a chat with your mates down a pub. Yeah. I think. Five minutes is a lot <laughs> yeah. to say all on your own when you yeah. first start. But I think I think a lot of people could do it. Um, it's it's just finding your voice and finding what's funny about you. So just writing as much as possible and being honest. I think we were talking about this before. Um, but yeah, the more you you sort of give of yourself, I think audiences really appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. Any lessons you've learned along the way on your eleven-year journey? Um, I one of the one of the uh, do you know what this is uh, the best bit of advice I've ever had and I, I have been told it's a good piece of advice to give to people is smile I mean it really works for me um, I found that if, when as soon as I started smiling on stage audiences started smiling and you just created a nice atmosphere and we all started just laughing a bit more um, yeah. it helps if you've got a nice smile um, <laughs> so work on that but it helps you relax and it helps the audience relax and it just creates a nice atmosphere I think smiles are contagious as well aren't they smiles are contagious hopefully that turns into a laugh and a chuckle and you know I always smile on the radio it makes your voice sound warmer do you know what I did uh, I did Tom D our mutual friend Tom Deacon's radio show and he told me to smile as I was doing a thing on the radio and it made such a difference yeah you just sound like a nice person. Yeah. Now we're both smiling like <laughs> idiots, just <laughs> grinning so away. Weird, isn't it? Smile, guys. Um, smile. <laughs> thanks, Joe. We're going to have a bit of Jesse Ware 
and then you can tell us your final thoughts. Oh, God, okay. (laughs) It's Hoxton Radio. Baines plus one. You're listening to Baines plus one with Joe Bohr, and we're discussing bum holes. Oh, God. I thought I'd moved away from it. Because Joe Ball has two bum holes. I'll be forever known as the as, as bumhole Ball. Yeah, but you did a show about it. You I know. Created this yourself. It was my agent at the time. It's his idea. <laughs> so, Joe Ball, where can people find your brilliant YouTube videos and all about you and where you're gigging and stuff? Um, so, I've got a website, uh, joeball.co.uk, B O R. Um, and there's links to my YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all of that stuff. Follow him and he's lovely and he's yeah. my mate and he's annoying Thanks, sometimes, but he's mostly funny. Thanks, mate. Um, any <laughs> final messages to the Baines Plus One audience? Keep following Baines. Go and see her Edinburgh show. Um, go check her out. Check out her. She's a brilliant actor. Um, and yeah. Call the um, midwife. I love working with her. Call, call the midwife. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I didn't call even ask you to say that. Yeah, that's well. That's how I we, genuinely didn't. We did a great play together. We did, we did good stuff. We did We're good mates, stuff. innit? Thank you very much, Joe Ball. Thanks, mate. Baines Plus One. Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One, originally recorded on Hoxton Radio. Please do share the podcast if you enjoyed it via social media at Samantha Baines, B A I N E S. Leave us a review and do subscribe for more interviews.